lecturer, videographer, and ecumenist extraordinaire. Jack Fiegel of Eastern Christian Publications will join us to tell us about some historic events during his most recent Orientavi Lumen trip. Saturday evenings at 8.30 and Sunday mornings at 9 on 990 WDEO Ave Maria Radio. Building the Apostolate of the Laity and leading in the new evangelization. Ave Maria Radio joins EWTN in spearheading a recovery of the American Catholic identity and equipping all Catholics to take co responsibility for Christ's Church. Catholic Radio in Metro Detroit. This is 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, or on the internet at WDEO.net. Holy Communion by St. Peter Julian Emard. Continuing, Chapter 41. The Purity of the Life of Love The State of Grace The devil deceives us. We are quick to do little acts of virtue, but we neglect the purity of our conscience. But what is an act of virtue but a fruit? And the tree that bears the fruit depends on its root. Watch, therefore, that the root be sound. The Lord loves the praise that comes out of the mouths of little children, because it comes from hearts that are pure. Let us lay hold on these ideas. Let us be careful to keep ourselves in the state of grace. Remind yourself frequently, at adoration, I am the representative of the Church, of the entire family of Jesus Christ. I am the advocate of the poor and of sinners. I intercede for them. How dare I ask pardon for them if I myself am a sinner? After all, the Lord hearkens to the prayers of only pure souls in the state of grace. You know the beautiful reply given by the man born blind to the Pharisees who were trying to prove to him that Jesus Christ was a sinner. If he be a sinner, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Now we know that God doth not hear sinners. How do the saints appease the anger of God, if it be not that they are victims in His sight, victims beautified with the purity of His Son, the innocent and spotless High Priest? This being so, what have we to do? We must love the state of grace above everything else and fear nothing so much as occasions of sin. We carry our treasure in such fragile vessels. We must unceasingly watch and be on our guard. Mary trembled before an angel. We must exercise every possible means to preserve the purity of our soul. We must be ever vigilant sentinels. Let us keep watch over our senses. In the midst of our cities, so full of evil today, we ought to cover our eyes with our two hands, lest death enter by those windows of the soul. We ought to say continually, My God, I place my soul in thy keeping. The air of cities is tainted. Sin rules there, and people glory in their servitude to it. It is a stifling air that is breathed there. One is more tempted. 
There are mists of sin which one breathes in spite of oneself. Let us therefore be more watchful over ourselves. And let the soul which has received greater graces watch the more. Let the one that has received a gift of inner prayer fear more than others. No one is so sensitive to the cold as a person who is used to a warm climate. Likewise, a soul that lives by God in the company of the angels and the saints needs to be more alert and vigilant when it is out in the world. That is why we sometimes see devout souls fall so low. They received communion, prayed fervently, and nevertheless they fell into sin. Yes, they were not watchful enough. Like cherished children within the family circle, they had no thought that roaring lions prowled without. The saints were more vigilant than anyone else because they were aware that they were more richly endowed and they knew better their own vulnerability. Yes, the more graces one has, the greater danger one runs. The more one is loved, the more one must fear. You possess a great treasure and the devil knows its value. It is well worth the trouble he will have in taking it from you. Very often, it is only the affair of a moment. But how is that possible? The man who was so holy had too much confidence in himself, became proud of his graces, presumed too much on his lofty state, and he fell. Do you imagine that because God loves you especially and lavishes his graces upon you, you love him just as much in return and deserve his love? Do you think you have a right to it? No. No. Often those children who are most deeply loved are the ones who love least. Do not trust, therefore, to the holiness of your religious habits, of your calling. It was in heaven that the angels fell. We are inclined to look only at the honor of serving God, the splendor it reflects upon us, and our superiority over those of lower station. Let us instead fix our eyes for a while on our own misery. Great graces presuppose great weakness. Since God surrounds you with so much care, with so many barriers, you must be very frail. That thought will keep you on guard against yourself. Let us be watchful, therefore, and not trust to our holiness. Take heed that white is more easily soiled than any color. The least spot shows on it and tarnishes it. Remember, this white of ours is only a borrowed purity. We borrow it from Jesus Christ. Let us take care not to soil it. You are more favored by God. Fear more. Do you think because God, because God loves you, Satan loves you too? He sees you striving to take the place lost by the cherubim and seraphim and is jealous. Besides, he is attacking you in order to do an evil turn to our Lord. I cannot overthrow thee, he seems to say to Jesus, but I shall at any rate shatter these living saboria which contain thee. He avenges himself on us 
for his powerlessness against the Savior who conquered him. Do you not know that he who would attain holiness brings upon himself violent struggles and temptations? And in the midst of these furious assaults loosed upon you, you say, But I never used to be tempted like this. True. In those days the devil had no fear of you. So do not be frightened at seeing your temptations increased when you are more fervent in God's service. If we could glory in anything, it would be in this, that since the devil attacks us, we are worth the trouble. Then let us be pure. Jesus Christ wills it. Let us labor to make our heavenly garment ever whiter and whiter. Let us have faith. Let us remember whom we serve. It is an evidence of the weakness of our faith that we lack delicacy in the presence of our Lord. Let us reproach ourselves again and again on that account. Let us become pure and let delicacy, that fair flower of faith and love, grow in our heart and rule all our intercourse with Jesus Christ. He loves pure hearts. His delight is to be among the lilies. And the secret of his royal favor is purity of heart guarded with fidelity. He that loveth cleanness of heart shall have the king for his friend. Chapter 42 Virginity of Heart As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. Canticle of Canticles, Chapter 2 Verse 2 Love reigns in virginity of heart. The lily which stands out among the flowers of the field as their queen is the symbol of this reign. Love is one. Divided, shared, it is unfaithful. True union is an exchange of hearts. It takes place in the heart. And to symbolize this union, the bride is arrayed in white. Jesus Christ also claims our whole heart absolutely. His will is to reign in it alone. He cannot suffer us to divide it between himself and creatures. He is the God of perfect purity. He loves above all else the purity of virgins. To them belong his special favors. Theirs is the canticle of the Lamb. They are his court of favorites and follow him wherever he goes. Jesus unites only with a heart that is pure. The special characteristic of union with him is that it engenders purity, guards it, and brings it to perfection. For love, by its very nature, makes for identity of life and agreement of affections between lovers. Love studies to please and to avoid giving displeasure. And as sin is what most offends Jesus Christ, love recoils from sin with horror, strives mightily against it, and joyfully dies rather than commit it. This is the story of all the saints and martyrs and virgins. It is the attitude required of every Christian. We must all be ready to die rather than to offend God. Nothing is so delicate as the whiteness of a lily.
the least dust, the lightest breath will dim its splendor. The same is true of the purity of love. Love is jealous by nature. The title God loves above all others, and the sweetest to us to say, is God of my heart. Ah, the heart rules us, directs our life. It is the key position. For this reason, all the temptations of the world make assault against it and try to take it. Once the heart is won over, all is won. Therefore, divine wisdom gives warning. With all watchfulness keep thy heart, because life issueth out from it. Jesus reigns absolutely in a soul, only when love is pure. This has been taken from Holy Communion by St. Peter Julian Emard. This and other books by St. Peter Julian Emard, the Apostle of the Eucharist, are available through MMR Publishing. Call toll-free 1-877-395-23. This has been Christian Classics with Teresa Hofer. Listen every Monday through Friday at this time as Teresa continues her great readings and selections from classic Christian literature right here on the Ave Maria Radio Network, news and talk for Catholic and other Christians. Enjoy a faith-filled fall weekend at the 28th Marian Conference, October 25th through the 27th at the Boyd Mountain Resort. A lineup of world-class speakers will lead you from fear and anxiety to peace and hope. You'll hear from the Bishop of Gaylord, Stephen Reka, and EWTN's Marcus Crodi to name a few speakers discussing living as a Catholic in today's culture. So make your fall pilgrimage to the Marian Conference, October 25th through the 27th at Boyne Mountain Resort. For a full lineup, go to marianconference.org or call 231-347-MARY. One of the most contentious conversations one can have in this day and age is about marriage. Why does the Catholic Church insist that it must be between one man and one woman? 